0: Uh, ben, how was the weekend, by the way? Back in Philadelphia. You have a good time? It was good. Uh, shout out to American Airlines, as I was telling you guys off air. Yeah,
1: tell the folks that there's uh, a, what happened here.
0: There is a crisis with Southwest Airlines as we speak. Up to 50% of flights over the weekend were canceled. Yesterday, up to 69 to 70% of flights were canceled. Today, or when I went to sleep last night, already 70% of flights today were canceled. They're just not flying. So you have people stranded all over the country, unable to get home or unable to get or go to vacation, whatever that may be. So uh, a crisis with Southwest. So I I just Googled this. Like, why is why Southwest a punishing winter storm that
1: dumped multiple feet of snow across America led to widespread cancellations? Why is it just Southwest? More than 90% of today's flights uh, were Southwest because because no
0: one's working. Why Every is just other Southwest airline's able to operate? Just, why is Southwest? Just none of their employees are working. I have no clue. Huh? They have they have in, insane staffing issues. So they say Southwest had a combination of bad luck and bad planning. I don't, terrible uh. planning. Still, no apology has been issued. But they're in they're kind of in disaster mode. We'll only fly if if we absolutely need to, which as an airline can't really do that.
1: Did you get to uh, enjoy a nice little? Uh,
0: Lean back seat on no. American Airlines. No, 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 no. American still flies uh, some outdated plane models. Oh, they don't give it the option. All of the all of the flights were uh, pretty much without a hitch. we a worse decision. One, choosing
2: some. Non great airline or two, drafting Will Levis, number one, overall. <laughs> uh, drafting Will Levis or just even in the first round. round.
0: Mel Kuyper now has him as his best quarterback. Really, I'm convinced Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay don't watch college football.
1: <laughs> well, someone's got to work on his hair, Mel Kuyper. He's got to perfect it throughout the whole year to get oh, ready for I draft I appreciate night.
0: him for who he is and what he does. But he tells on himself that he doesn't watch college football at all. I don't think Will Levis is good. No, he stinks. <laughs> like <laughs> he stinks. He's a, he's more of a project than Trey Lance was, which is saying something.
2: Like I'm not really a fan.
0: Of the top four quarterbacks
2: in this draft, just in general, like I would much rather punt this season and punt next season and grab Caleb Williams than any of the top four first-round picks in this year's draft. But <laughs> I don't, I, if I see Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Will Levis, I I can't even put Will Levis. The, I can't put them one. I, I I probably have to put them down at four.
1: I, but I want to so speak of quarterbacks. And, you know, not maybe drafting per se, but something the Packers did do was to draft a quarterback when Aaron Rodgers uh, was, you know, him and Han, if he was going to come back or not. Then he ended up having a, you know, MVP season. Two of them back to back. Let me ask you guys this.
2: Mark Schlereth. Now, Rowdy, Mark Schlereth. How about this, Ebo? Before you answer that, we just talked about the top four. The top four uh, picks in this upcoming draft. If Jordan Love was in this draft... He's probably the first pick. Oh, he's better than all of them. Well, now,
0: well, well so if, that's if what Jordan Love today.
2: That's where I was going If
0: this. Jordan Love after the multi years under Rodgers today, yes. So maybe not Love out of college.
1: Jordan Love drafted by the Packers. Mark Schlereth went on to say um, <clears throat> that Aaron Rodgers, it was pretty much a done deal, that Aaron Rodgers in the offseason was going to go to the Denver Broncos. And the Broncos courted Nathaniel Hackett to be their head coach. Well, in case you missed it, after the ass-kicking that the Broncos took the hands of Baker Mayfield and the Rams, they fired Nathaniel Hackett yesterday going 4-11. Hackett, done. Couldn't even make it a single year. Mark Schlereth, who once said that Rodgers, done deal, we're going to be a Denver Bronco. That was on draft day. That was on uh, day one of the NFL draft. Now has this to say about a Packers quarterback in Denver.
3: They're, this is it for Rogers.
4: I think they've already made the decision wow. that, that that Jordan Love can play, and he he's going to get an opportunity next year. I, I did. my my gut just tells me, and I don't know. Like I have met with him. I did a I did a Chicago. I did a Packers uh, Chicago game, and I just I just felt like you know I just felt like. They 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 feel really good about where Jordan Love is. That he has made a huge leap as far as the way he practices, the way he operates, the, his knowledge of the game, um, and I, I just feel like they've already made that decision that they're gonna they're gonna find a way out of that contract. I think they've already got some uh, clauses in that thing, and that Aaron Rodgers will be playing somewhere else next year.
1: All right, last. What do you think? Jordan Love going to be going to the Denver Broncos.
0: I mean, if I'm the Packers, I frankly, I've tweeted out every time I've watched a team play with bad quarterbacks. Talked about the Rams, the Colts last night, my guy, Nick Foles, not so hot. Um, We have uh, the Dolphins even (laughs) with Tua throwing three picks in the second half. I mean, wherever you can, he would be, he's a better option than so many other guys out there. And you know, there will be competition for him, I think. And that'll only drive up the price where if there are five to six teams looking for a guy like Love, and then you can get them in a bidding war, drive up the price, and get legit players to help next season in addition to draft picks and all that, I I would do it. I think that would work. Ben, I thought of you last night. So I had, oh. I had the Chargers... Oh. Really I, had,
2: I had the chargers and the Colts on for background noise. And I would look up occasionally and it'd be like Nick Foles getting sacked. I have- Nick Foles throwing picks. And I literally sh- kept shaking my head going and Ben thinks this clown's good.
0: Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I have, I have no official comments on what happened last night. Aside from the fact that teams that get rid of Jack Cohn struggle at the quarterback position, as we have seen throughout the last three to four years. So once they got rid of Jack Cohn in the offseason, we should have known they were probably going to be in tough shape. <laughs> the Foles thing. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. Everyone got you saying that Jack in. Cohn Listen, that would be Super better Bowl- than
2: a Super Bowl winning MVP. Nick, Nick Foles. Foles had one and a half good years in the NFL
0: Super Bowl champion, Nick Foles. So you, you can't Jack really Cohn didn't even have name. a minute, a good minute in the NFL. He's been in the NFL since 2013. Nick Foles Cohn? has had one and oh, a half. No. Good well, I said years Jack Cohn hasn't had one NFL. good minute in the NFL. He had a good minute in preseason, but listen, the Colts got rid of him. Yeah, but Big Dick Nick had a whole Super Bowl game. Oh, I trust me. I know he is. He is one of the more incredible quarterbacks I've ever watched. He had one Sorry, and Big a Richard. half
2: years of Excuse good play me. in the NFL, and it only would have been a year if Carson Wentz never got hurt. And that was when Chip Kelly was the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. And what and, did he have? Like twenty-seven and, uh, TDs, uh, like ten picks. No, Jack Cohen and
0: Nick. Twenty-seven Foles. and two.
1: I want to get back to Jordan two Love. Picks. Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers. Is, I, Mark Schlereth is kind of an idiot when it comes to things. Like, you know, he said Rodgers done deal going to Denver. Could you see Jordan Love getting moved? I would love nothing more to have Rodgers for, next, for a couple more years. I could see Love getting moved. Personally, I wouldn't. Love's a, best will never... Rodgers' worst will be better than Love's best. For next the, year? The rest of the time. Maybe.
0: Till Aaron Rodgers is retired. Well, if Rodgers is back for one more season... I would consider keeping love around because I think it's a great, great plan to have afterwards. It's it's going to be hard for where the Packers are to find another quarterback that you really think can play because they figure to be pretty good next year under Rodgers. They're not going to have a high draft pick. So how are they going to luck out on a quarterback? It's going to be a complete crapshoot. So I think keeping love around, if they can get a lot for him, I'm in for that, but otherwise... If if you know it's one more year with Rodgers and not two, and it feels like, I don't know, maybe one more, hard to say. But I think I would end up keeping him around when it's all said and done.
2: Ready? See, my biggest takeaway from the Mark Schlereth comment is they will figure out a way to get out of that contract, but how? Like, he goes, uh, there's got to be clauses in there yeah, we need to know what the exact clauses are. <laughs> like, you can say anything about anyone's contract and be like, oh, yeah, I mean, it'll figure a way to get out of it. But, you know, the clauses. Um, from what has been reported, I would say Aaron Rodgers holds a lot of the the power in this debate, whether you're going to trade him or not or how it all ends up. Because last time I checked, doesn't it? not it a lot of guaranteed money? that we know of for, isn't it uh basically he has a no trade clause for Rodgers
0: he gets to okay every single trade well yeah he's got to say in, like everything that do do now.
2: you think Aaron Rodgers would want to go to Denver right now
0: no. no i don't i i think it's either retirement or return it's hard to see Rodgers ending his career somewhere else and the packers obviously can't I, he would have to willingly retire and say no to the money, which there I is, also don't see how.
2: Or he's willingly saying, "I would, I would like to go so, to insert team here," and you know that if he's saying that, that team's going to have to be pretty darn good because he's not going to go to Denver. There the is not
1: a no trade clause in Rogers' contract.
2: There's not. There's not. But you know, oh, you and know Rogers is all the same. In him. him, yeah. there's really Aaron Rodgers buy him his money and the guaranteed money itself is a huge anchor.
1: Yeah, Aaron Rodgers has all the power. Like, he's got everything. He's got hand.
2: A lot of hand. Now, where would there be places where you think he would actually go and play for? The be- Jets. Because. The Colts. I don't think he would go. Why Why would you want to go to Indianapolis?
0: Good defense. If they bring in a good coach. Yeah, the the coaching. The coaching. What if they bring in Sean Payton? See, now. Th- hey. But now there's a lot of teams trying, trying to bring they, in Sean Broncos Payton. Broncos are chirping up that. All right, so then the trade. Right, like there are good coaching options where you're not just going to be saddled. Like if he had gone to play for Hackett, that would have been a disaster, but there are big candidates out there that in theory would be attractive. I could see the jets
2: because the defense is good. The offense is only going to get better and they're, they're going to have some big time picks here coming <laughs> up. I could see that one. Um, I don't think I can't, going I can't see I the clay cool going anywhere floor. Roger's not going anywhere. I don't think he he'll is. be a Packardilly. D- retires. I can't see the Colts because I don't. You would have to blow him away with who you brought in. I, I don't think the everything else around him would be good enough. The Titans. Dougie says the Commanders. The Titans. <laughs> I could maybe see it because you know he loves uh, Vrabel, but again, there is not a ton of weapons on that. Team. That team's dead, and and that exactly it, that team and the Colts feel like the same. They both feel dead. Uh, you look at all the other t- Denver. Hell no, he would never go there. Commanders, I don't think they have enough playmakers for him to be super interested. You think
1: he wants to go with Dan Snyder in the commands, too? If he were
2: really wanting to go anywhere, there's one team in my mind that's above everyone, and he probably has to fight Tom Brady to go to San
0: Francisco. But the Packers would never trade him in the NFC. Uh, He's just not going anywhere.
2: Jordan Jordan loves going. He's not going anywhere unless he straight up tells the Packers, trade me here. Or sorry, Greg, Greg, sorry, Greg, Greg, you said the commanders. But
0: even so, if Aaron, if Jordan Love requests a trade, why the hell would the Packers listen to him? He has no power in this situation. Yeah, Jordan Love has no power. At all. None. So he's going to stay around. They're going to pick up the option. They don't have to pay him, pay him yet. But after next year, I believe they do. It's then where it's either Rogers or Love going forward. But I think they can, they can go through one more year and restructure a bunch of stuff.
2: Yeah, it's the they have to they have to let Jordan Love know, I think it's like the first week in May yeah. whether they're picking up the fifth year option or not before his fourth year. But like you said, it doesn't matter because it doesn't hit your books for two more years. So you could still carry Love and Rodgers this upcoming year in twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four, and then figure it out for twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five. I just don't think it's Rodgers retiring. Or it's Rodgers saying, fine, but you have to trade me here.
0: Yeah. Uh, the only the only scenario where I would be okay with a love trade is if not draft picks, not assets that we don't know what they'll be. If they could get to one to two impact players, I know can help the team next season. Because the, the 2022 draft has turned out to be quite good. Mm-hmm. They've gotten a lot of players. Like, it just took a little while for them all to make an impact, which makes sense because they're rookies, but I would say it kind of hindered the team's chances of winning games early when they went on that losing streak. So they need impact guys. That'll help next season. I think one of the only way I do it.
2: I think one of the proposed love trades was a second and a fifth round pick. I think, if no I, I think if I could get a second and a fifth rounder and Aaron Rodgers guaranteed me that he would play at least two more years, I think I'd pull the trigger.
0: No doubt. I'd need more. I would trade Jordan Love to the Jets for Elijah Moore and a three. Or Elijah Moore and a two. I just want to see the and Jordan Love. Receiver.
1: I just want to see the Jordan Love beater offers like me. squirm as Aaron Rodgers continues to have the Packers a chance for the playoffs, which I'm calling right now. They'll make the playoffs, and then continue to go on with the Packers next year, then the following year,
0: and see all the Rogers haters cope and see and sit and stew. The beauty about being on the Jordan Love bandwagon is, I could still be proven right, but maybe not here. Like wherever he goes and plays, there's a chance to be proven. Right. If
2: you give me an Aaron Rodgers guarantee from the man himself that he would play after this season, two to three more years. I would trade Jordan love tomorrow because he is not going to be your guy because just there's too much overlap and you're going to be so crappy and have kicked so much money down the road that you're going to be dog crap for probably a year or two where you're going to load up on those picks. I'd just get rid of them and say, let's go all in and try and win it in
0: those two to three years. And if we can't, well, we probably should fire ourselves to, uh, to bring this full circle. You talk about Nick Foles and him having a lackluster NFL career. I didn't. We will see if Rodgers can surpass him in Super Bowl championships as they are tied. Yeah, one apiece. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Two all-time great quarterbacks. (laughs) Two winners. Rodgers got a couple
1: more MVPs. Oh, that's fine. Quarterback rating.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: One and a half
2: good years in the NFL. Yeah,
1: they're both winners. Question for both of you gents. Ben, you get your uh, new cup of coffee? Fresh cup? Fresh cup? Fresh cup, yeah. Yep. Black? Yep. Fresh cup, yeah.
0: Black as can be.
1: Superfood. It's good for you.
0: What?
1: Superfood. Coffee.
0: Oh, it's... Bla- it's black it, coffee. It's incredible. Black coffee. Is Nathaniel Hackett going to come back to the pack? I saw a funny take last night after
1: well, he got well, fired. Before you do the take, is Nathaniel Hackett coming back to the pack? No. Rowdy? Do you want More
2: likelihood that... Nathaniel Hackett is the offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers next year than he is a head coach anywhere in the NFL.
0: could bring back the gold zone. Well, yeah. I mean, when he was there, they were yeah. exceptional in the red zone. But
1: Keyshawn Nixon got onto like the six-yard line and
0: then... Yeah.
1: That's been weird. The Packers literally once you get 20 yards
0: or closer, they put their heads firmly up their ass and fight for air. So I know they, they won and I'm very impressed at the fact they won on Sunday, I, Christmas miracle. I feel like I feel like Tua bailed out Lafleur big time. It's LaDork. Throughout the game, I was I was appalled at the way it was handled. Matt LaDork stinks. There's the lack of power football in spots that need it. Like Where did, why did I use Aaron?
1: No, I, I saw you on a crusade that Aaron Jones was hurt, which I know he's banged. Everyone's banged up in the NFL. Why didn't I use him more?
0: He was getting checked out by the trainer like the whole first half. I saw that. Like I saw your yeah. tweet. Well, it, it's even even Patrick Taylor who's playing okay. Or like AJ when it's Dillon. fourth and two of AJ Dillon, they bomb it like down the field. Exactly, and and it still could have ended up with something. But I agree. And then kicking the field goal at the end. Um, we saw it with your boy Mike in Big, Cowboys oh, Big, Mike? Too. Big Mike. It is. It, it's the wrong decision. Going kicking a field goal to go up six points. As opposed to going for it on fourth and three in the red zone to win the game. Yeah, then Jair got the <laughs> Yeah interception. It worked out. I would rather have Aaron Rodgers try to win a game than Adrian Amos. Put that on the record. Thank you.
2: Outside Sorry. of outside of Tua just completely throwing the game away in the second half by throwing pick after pick. I really do think the only reason why the Green Bay Packers stayed in that game was because of the play by Jaron Reed, right, right before halftime to get that football back where not only did he strip the ball, but he recovered the ball. If they don't get that play and Miami goes down and score and is probably up by three scores, that game's over. They're, they're not coming back. But I also agree uh, at that moment before Jaron Reed made that play, I was honestly preparing myself to watch the Packers completely get embarrassed for Joe Barry to make absolutely zero changes and adjustments, which I still don't believe he really made. It was just Tua just kind of crap down his leg. And on top of it, I was coming in here and saying, I'm ready to move on from the floor. And the reason being is he's a bum. He is the problem because he doesn't hold anybody accountable. He cries. He doesn't. He hasn't. He didn't hold Joe Barry accountable. He didn't hold whatever the situation between whoever, if it was him or if it was Guttekunst with how they, how they didn't know Keyshawn Nixon was better than Amari Rodgers for half a season. And you can go right down the line. It's like, oh, well, Dean Lowry was banged up in this game. And all of a sudden, Devontae Wyatt gets 25 snaps. And Devontae Wyatt, you're like, dang. Devontae Wyatt's been in there the last couple plays. He's made a couple plays. And you saw that the last few games. It's like, how did it take this long for a guy that was a first pick to finally get some playing time? It's like you see him every day. How how did he not get this opportunity earlier? If Matt LaFleur
1: didn't have Aaron Rodgers, LaFleur would have been fired a couple years into his career. I mean, Matt LaFleur literally is off the coattails of Aaron Rodgers.
2: Small, small, um, small sample size here, but uh, his coaching tree is horrible. Mm mm-hmm.
0: hmm. Huh. If yeah. it isn't for Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur is a, Matt LaFraud. I, I'm i glad there's a shared thought there because, I, like, they won and they're alive, and I have, I'm yeah, not of into the playoff talk and the defense. Um, I, didn't, I, I agree with Nelson that I didn't think it was anything drastic in the second half aside from guys playing better and Tua just throwing the ball away, but they won and it was impressive and they went on the road and they're still alive, but I, I really thought Tua bailed out LaFleur. Ben, let me see if, if this makes sense to you
2: when you have a guy that's extremely fast extremely twitchy and extremely elusive maybe even have two of them Do you want to get them the football in open space? I would try to do that. Okay, me too. That's that's what you do with good players like that. Does that mean then you would want to play zone and allow those great twitchy players to get open in space and find holes in the zone in general? Hmm. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Then why play zone? Why would you play zone then? They played zone the entire game, except for outside of times where, yes, I know that you don't have guys that can run four twos and can completely stay with them, but that's where you can cheat and use some safeties over the top to try and help a little bit. Not, not playing zone and allowing the fast twitch guys to already be in open space it makes zero sense. But, hey, you know what? I don't want to poo-poo Joe Barry because, you know what? He's not the problem. The floor doesn't see it as an issue.
1: All right, we got Mike Clemens coming up next. Oh, real quick, boys. Anyone enjoy that fake punt with their own 20-yard line? Oh, my God. Anyone, <laughs> did anyone
0: enjoy that? that That's another tally in the LaFleur had a bad day.
1: Little drummer boy was beating on his drum. Todd Rungren was beating on his drum. I helped Grant Bills at let Go Sports Show was beating on some Christmas ham.
4: Grant Bills, good morning. I was having some Christmas ham for breakfast real quick this morning. How did you good. know Evo?
1: I mean it's Christmas ham, kinda of goes hand in hand, you know? It's like you know it's like John Mayer and a guitar. Grant. It's just it's just it's meant to be, right?
4: It was delicious. It was a part of an egg bake that my mom made yesterday with some of the, that leftover. You put the leftover ham in, a, in an egg bake or in a, a you know, lit pea soup, something like that. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: That sounds really good, Grant. You know, this is really good. Well, first of all, I looked at, you at a phenomenal Christmas. I really enjoyed the picture that you uh, you were tagged in. I think your mother posted it. Uh, what a beautiful family the Bills family is. Well done. That's some good genetics. Genetics. Excuse me. Some good genetics there, Grant. Well done.
4: Thank you, Evo, Uh, and thank you for the the warm wishes and the Merry Christmas. I felt the same way when I saw a picture of you and your beautiful wife, Jen, uh, your family Christmas, and you were both spiffed up in in your holiday attire, and I thought, man, that's a good-looking family. So we're on the same page, buddy. We we are.
1: Mm -mm -mm. God, we're some good-looking chaps. Mm. Grant, what did you think? Take us through the range of emotion from uh, kickoff to uh, final whistle for the Packers and the Dolphins. Was the Bills Christmas party uh, a tiz? With emotion,
4: is that a word? Well, well, our uh, an excellent word, What's great it? word. Our uh, our big family party didn't start until three, so it was just my immediate family, and it went well. It went as good as you know any other Packer game because we got my mom and our, my siblings to move downstairs away from me and my dad. So when we've done that, I I feel like we brought the appropriate energy to the house. Um, it was it was fun. The Packers. It, it was a little bit more annoying and maybe a little bit more difficult than it needed to be. But that's the NFL. These games aren't supposed to be easy. It's hard to win in this league, Evo. Mm-hmm. Hard to win in this league, and you know, style points is a little nitpicky. So you... it was very nice to help win on Christmas. Not something I expected.
1: Are you still under the fire, Joe Barry camp?
4: Yeah, because I don't think he's a good. Defensive coordinator, and I would like them to have a good defensive coordinator. So the results are almost secondary to me at this point.
1: Now, do you think it was Joe Barry? Apparently, it was uh, what Jerry Gray, the DBs coach, that was firing up at halftime. What what is it that Joe Barry does besides have an in depth game plan? Have you figured it out yet?
4: I don't know. Last week, when we were previewing this game on the Wisco Sports Show, and when I was on the Bill Michaels huddle, you know, and then we were doing the round last week, getting ready for this game, I said, "Look, I will be happy with Joe Barry's defense if they're just not a fire drill. Right? Stay within." A couple yards of Jalen Waddle, look like you have a plan. Don't give up 10 yards of carry to Raheem Mostert and Evo. I mean, if, it, if that's not exactly what they did in the first half. Tua was averaging like 30 yards of completion at one point. Raheem Mostert was looking like it was the NFC championship game all over. And so, no, I, I don't know. I don't know what game plan that was. They didn't take away the pass. They didn't take away the run. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what they did. In the second half, they're just lucky that Tua started throwing him the ball, and they were able to hang on. And I give the Packers credit for hanging on to those interceptions. Because every time I watch a Vikings game, Kirk Cousins is slinging picks all over the place and everybody dropping them. That was the case in the second half against the Giants on Saturday, too. So I give the Packers credit for catching those picks. But th- that was mostly why the defense looked good as two-age. I, I mean, he was concussed and obviously had a very bad second half.
1: Yeah. Uh, Grant, do you feel the spirit of Vince Lombardi all around us now? Uh, c- speaking of the Vikings, that's upcoming than the Lions. Are you feeling the vibe of the Packers Sneaking into the playoffs, win two uh, in a row, then have, what, the, the Commanders lose one of the next two or the Giants lose out?
4: Well, you know, Evo, when we chat on Tuesday mornings, I mostly chat with you. You know, sometimes I, I believe it was last week or the week before I talked with RJ because it turns out I didn't follow him on Twitter. He's and here. We, you know, we had to cover that. Yep. And I, I don't often talk to Rowdy, although sometimes we have, a, you know, a back and forth. I'm going to give your co-host, Mr. Ray, back. Uh, a, a big a big Christmas helping of credit here. Wow. Because a couple of weeks ago, he said that if the Packers win out, they will make the playoffs. And I was listening, I was in my kitchen, I remember, and I said, I agree, that is the correct take. Because if the Packers can win out, I would bet money on the Seahawks or the Giants or the Commanders to falter. Because they're not very good teams, which is why it's so frustrating that the Packers lost to both the Giants and the Commanders, especially the way that they did. But i gotta, I got to give Mr. Rays back, your co-host, credit because he's been on this for weeks, and I've agreed with him for, for now, weeks. Now, he did say that the Packers like would lose to the Dolphins, to for disclosure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, let's let's look into the future a little bit then. I believe that the Packers, I'm more confident that they'll beat the Vikings than I was confident that they'll beat the Dolphins. Like, the Dolphins was the game that I was most worried about. I, I kind of felt all along that they'll beat the Vikings at home. The Vikings are, you know, they're, they're a good team. They're winning games, but I I feel like Lambeau Field and the cold. Not that the Packers team is that great in the cold, but I, I don't know. This just feels like a game that the Vikings are due to lose, and they have to be playing the Packers. So I'm more confident about this weekend than I was against the Dolphins. So I don't blame Rowdy for for expecting. No, not no,
2: no, no, no. at all. No, no. That was my that was my game. I thought Miami would be the the point in the season where they would lose, and this would all go away. But if they got past Miami, that was where I said yeah. I think this season they I think they run the table if they beat Miami. I did not think they'd beat Miami. Now we're here.
4: Now, yes, Evo. No, yes.
2: sorry, sorry, you had a thought. You, finish it.
4: Well, no, I was just gonna say I think something, and I just thought of this that I'm gonna talk about on my show this week. How, do, how does this coaching staff handle this? Let's see what Matt LeFleur is made of. Your guys have a little energy. They've won three, in a, three in a row now, and they can kind of see things playing out for them. Can you can you rein those guys in and channel that into something really impressive for the last two weeks, or does the team start to kind of lose itself amidst the playoff? But like, I this is a this is a great test for Matt Laporte these next two weeks and
1: how him and his coaching staff handles this. I yes. Think. Uh, so, Grant, um, I won't bring up any Aaron Rodgers stuff, but, Grant, when it comes to uh, our uh, listener, Vagabond Johnny, big listener of my show, big listener of your show, Vagabond yeah, Johnny is is, is is dying and said he will die on the Joe Berry Hill. Um can the you help- weird hill to die on. Right. That's I just wanted to hear that come out of your mouth. Like, that's a weird hill to die on, right? Like, that's just... Yeah, you hope he yeah. didn't have too much eggnog, or if he didn't take like an icicle to the face, you know. You, you hope he's okay because that's a weird hill to <laughs> die in. Grant, yeah. the Milwaukee Bucks. Did you yeah. watch on Christmas? I did not watch. Rowdy, did, Rowdy did not watch.
2: No, Rowdy, did you, oh. you? Did you watch? I chose Lord of the Rings over the Bucks.
1: I chose Rams, um, a Bronco. I chose all NFL instead of Bucks.
4: All great Christmas choices. You can't go wrong with any of those options. We watched in my house, we watched the second half. I watched the score of the first half, but kind of our, our family Christmas party had just started. The aunts and uncles and cousins were kind of coming through the door, and it's, you know, the side of the family I don't see all that often. So, no, I, I turned it on in the second half and it was on mute. Yeah, Uh, but it's not like I was dialed in from start to
1: finish. Okay, yeah, I was was, was a vibe check on the box and Christmas. I, you know, it's it's all about the the shield, the NFL for me. I was riding so high. And how did you feel? I I know you're a big Russell Wilson guy. Yeah, let's
4: you watch that game. Let's talk about our boy Russ.
1: Well, real quick, (laughs) because I have a a listener wanted me to ask you a question about something you're doing. Uh, But (laughs) first, Grant uh, Russell Wilson. Any words of advice for Russ after he gets Nathaniel Hackett fired? Yeah, so his Nathaniel linemen's Hackett. fighting all those backup quarterbacks.
4: Yeah, yeah. Think of Nathaniel Hackett as he was ex- as he was accepting that job and thinking, "I got Russ this year. I got all this." Think of where his expectations were on that day versus what the reality was yesterday. Because that has to be one of the biggest differences in, in any. You know what I mean? Like a head coach will take a job and be like, "Ah, this might not go well." I got a young team. I got a bet. no, no, no. Everyone was expecting it to go great, and Nathaniel Hackett was not a. Great clock manager, maybe not a great decision maker, but there's plenty of coaches that struggle with those things. Even you know week to week, Andy Reid can be kind of a little bit of a wild card managing the clock. But Russell Wilson in that offense was so historically bad, and I just can't put that all on Hackett. Like Russ, as the guy making all that money, that's the standard we hold Rodgers to, right? We we hold him to nearly an impossible standard. Russell Wilson's making all that money too. Denver gave up all that money for him, so I. Right. Yeah, Hackett wasn't
1: great, but I mean, what was he supposed to do? Russ is playing like a like a potato. Yeah, uh, a, a, a soft and you know rotten potato. Yes, Grant. All right, Grant, Grant, Grant. Let's see here. Yeah, the no butter, king. no bacon bits, no chives, no nope, sour cream. Not, trust like me, it is it is not loaded. All right, so my uh, one of our listeners here, the King, says, "Ebo, can you ask Grant about driving around with his window down in the middle of winter? What's this all about?"
4: I'm glad, he, I'm glad he brought this up. So, you know, last week I saw that everyone was tweeting about cannibal sandwiches again because that comes up once a year as a topic on sports radio and TV. I saw Sarah Spain of ESPN tweeting about it, how our family's weird. So, you know, cannibal sandwiches comes back into the, the zeitgeist every once in a while. I was driving to the bar last night, and I was doing something without even thinking about it. And I was like, I, I think this is a, a Wisconsin thing, so I posted a video. Did you guys have a grandpa or an uncle or, or an older member of your family Where no matter how cold outside it was, it could have been 10 below zero, it could have been 40 degrees, no matter the temp, would drive with the window down and the heat blasted all the way. The vent's full blast, but you got the window down. Did you ever have some of your family?
3: I did have smokers in my family who did that.
4: Well, maybe, because my grandpa wasn't a smoker. He did it. His brother wasn't a smoker. He did it. And also it's a smoking thing. So, you know, I posted a little video last night just to kind of, I wanted to see if I was the only one. And I I got a bunch of replies. It's like, I did did not.
2: I did not. Brody, did I you? didn't have anyone in my family, but I kinda do it. <laughs> <laughs> Rodie oh, is God. the one. Rodie is the one. Because here's the thing. You finally get the heater going because it takes forever for the heater to get going, but then you get too yeah. hot and you don't want to shut yeah. off the heater because it takes forever for it to start working again. So then you just yeah. have the window yeah. cracked so you're feeling the wind on your face and it feels kind of nice while the rest of you is yeah. nice and warm.
1: I guess I have a, a heating system that works good in my car, so I just – it's climate-controlled <laughs> inside. So, no, I don't I don't open a window. No. Rowdy, rowdy, again, is
4: taking a W on this. You need a yin and a yang when you're winter driving. Yeah, that, you know that's what I mean? why we Especially love Rowdy. rowdy if- yeah, if you put a big heavy jacket on and you're all bundled up, you, man, you get warm real quick. Now, right now I'm driving in jeans and a crew neck because I had 20 minutes to warm my car up when I left my parents' place this morning. But if I was bundled up, if I had a jacket and a hat and big gloves on, no, no, no. I need that breath of cold air during my drive. So I'm, I'm glad it's not just me and my weird family that did this. Hmm.
1: My, I mean, my grandfather would, God rest his soul, would always drink milk when he ate ice cream. That's the only thing that I would, I guess, what? raise an eyebrow That's at. awesome. Yeah. He said ice cream was always really made awesome. him thirsty, so he drank milk with it. I don't, I don't know, but it, his windows are always up in the wintertime, Grant Mills. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Grant, uh, did you enjoy your day off yesterday? Ready to get back at it for the Wisco Sports Show tonight?
4: Yeah, it was really nice. I'm super amped to be back on air today. I kept forgetting that it was a Monday yesterday. Right. Every I time I remembered it was Monday, I, I felt a little bad. So I'm I'm amped to get back tonight and talk about a Packers win. Yeah,
1: uh, Grant, before I let you go, any New Year's resolutions? because uh, well, when we talk to you next? Will be
4: 2023. Oh, oh. No, maybe
1: appreciate 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 Aaron Rodgers more. Yeah, next week, sure.
4: Appreciate Aaron Rodgers more. Always listen to more over the line. Yes, yes, Uh That's always a resolution. But you know what? That is here's my first New Year's resolution: to come up with New Year's resolutions for next week, and I will share them with you next Tuesday. Next Beautiful, story.
1: Grant. We love you. Enjoy the ride back to Lacrosse. Much love, brother.
4: I shall, guys. Thanks for the time. Merry Christmas, and I'll talk to you next year. And a happy Bye-yo. New Year. See you, Grant. <laughs>
1: He is actually in Phoenix at the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, Zach Heilprin. Good morning, Zach. Good morning. How is beautiful Phoenix? Still dark. What's the temperature?
5: Ooh, that's a good question. Probably in the high 40s.
1: Mm, It is currently 8 degrees here in Phoenix. 49, a high of 73 today for you, my friend. That's got to feel pretty nice.
5: So I got in last night, and everyone was wearing, like, head to toe, and uh hat like winter hats and gloves, and everything when I got to the hotel, and i 'm like I got shorts on and <laughs> yeah it was uh a little bit of a change, a little bit of a change I, I love it,
2: yeah, Zach, that was like when I went to the Rose Bowl against the t c u they were showing signs on the news of hypothermia while <laughs> Wisconsin people were walking around in like khaki shorts and sweatshirts,
5: yeah, it always reminds me of the. Champ Sports Bowl down when Wisconsin played Miami down in uh, Orlando and it was like, I think it must have been like 50, 55, and they had heaters on Miami sideline.
1: Oh those, oh, those wussies. Hey, yep. Zach, Rowdy uh, alluded to it. I want to ask you, Rowdy, something about the quarterback. Who in the hell is the quarterback tonight for the
5: Wisconsin Badgers? So, obviously nothing official has been said I and mean, you're not going to get anything official, but from what I've been hearing, it be Chase Wolf tonight
2: Ow!
5: To, Un- to at least start the game i would ex- this has however, to be like
2: a career uh, accomplishment award right
5: like yeah. thanks for however, being a
2: part of our program here's a well, start I mean,
5: been, yeah i mean he's been here for five years
1: can, right? I, can um, I can i can i Can I say something really quick before you say your piece you sure can thank you i we were talking about this like an hour ago and rowdy said please don't be Chase wolf let it be miles burkett and i did off-handed comment say They need to get Chase Wolf a couple interceptions to the other team before they bring in Miles Briquette. So maybe that's what it is
5: to lead to lead the comeback. Yes. Yeah, Uh, I would expect Miles to play though. Like, it's not going to be all Chase Wolf. Yeah, I think I I expect Michael Miles to play. Um, You know, maybe they'll even play Marshall. Howe. we'll see. Uh, Now that's too far. Yeah, we'll see. Bring guys a guard out there
1: too, just for fun.
5: Yeah. Again, Things can change, but. Chase Wolf, I think, probably the guy, to start at least.
3: Well,
2: it looks like I'm drinking more bush light at Deakston. I was actually thinking about uh, heading down to Nashville for that Music City Bowl, print because I think if I put a Iowa jersey on, I think I could be slotted in at QB, two. Mm.
1: Hey, who's playing That's-
2: quarterback for the Cowboys? Is it going to be Gundy's son?
5: No. <laughs> I, I have zero idea. Um, I, could, I, I honestly could not name a single player in Oklahoma that,
1: State. I, that, right what's the, okay, so this is like what it is for the guaranteed rate bowl, right? Nine fifteen tonight. I know it's a little earlier for you, Zach. Uh nine fifteen for us, Central Time. What is? What are we looking for in the guaranteed rate bowl? Oklahoma State's got like no one playing. The, the Badgers, it's going be
2: Garrett Wrangle. He's played before. Gundy's son okay. is... <laughs> taking up a roster spot. Like, what are we looking for in this game?
5: Just what the future is mean, going to hold? Yeah, I think that's what that's what I'm going to be looking forward to. I'm hoping as many young guys play as possible because that's all we really care about. Uh, so, uh, tell us,
1: tell us who to look for tonight, Zach. Tell us what we need to be watching. What's what's on Zach Halpern's list so I can write it down for my viewing guide.
5: Well, man, I, I think it's the places where you have guys leaving. So defensive line with Keanu Benton leaving, Gio Piaz, Kurt Neal. Right, those are the two guys that nose tackle. They need to step up because. Quite frankly, when Keanu Benton was off the field this year, it wasn't pretty for that defensive line. Uh, outside linebacker with Nick Herbig not playing, Dayton Johnson step on up, Daryl Peterson more playing time, maybe even a TJ Bowler set. And so those two spots are, I think, uh, gonna be interesting. And then, um, also offensive line because uh, Bordellini uh, at T- center? Joe Titman's gone, so Tanner Bordellini at center. Um, I, you know, they, I'm going to start Michael Furtney at right guard. I think Tyler Beach at left guards uh, for for uh, Bordellini. So there's there's uh, a number of different spots, but I'm looking forward to some of the young guys. Wide receiver Vinny Anthony. Maybe he gets on the field. Chris Brooks Jr. Did he get on the field? Those are two guys that people have been talking about. Um, maybe even at corner with Avion Jones because they have they've lost some corners. Yeah. Um, no Justin Clark. No um, Samar Melvin. Some of those guys. So we'll see. I think it's. I, I'm looking forward to some of the young guys. That's pretty much where I'm at with this.
2: Well, going into the beginning of the season, Zach, we talked about that defense was pretty talented, but then they were also pretty young and inexperienced at other parts of uh, the defense. Some of those guys that you named that were going to be stepping in for the Herbigs and and for like the Keanu Bentons of the world, they're talented players. You know, they were big time recruits coming out of high school, a lot of four stars, but we haven't seen them because one, they're young and inexperienced like we mentioned at the beginning of the year and two, they've been behind big time players.
5: Yeah, I think that's really the case at outside linebacker. I was very bullish on outside linebacker group before the, before the season they haven't necessarily lived up to that. Obviously, Herbig was fantastic when he was out there. But I thought they kind of came on late. Caden Johnson and, and Daryl Peterson, I think, were playing good football at the end of the season. So that's that's the other thing. Can they carry it over in, into bigger roles that they're going to have? And, you know, C.J. Getz has been the starter. Uh, opposite Nick Herbig all year. He's a, he's a senior, but it sounds like he could come back for another year. So that's a – I don't know if that's going to inhibit playing time for some of those younger guys. We'll see. But, yeah, I mean th- – there's that twenty twenty one recruiting class that they had that was the, a top twenty excuse me a top twenty five class a lot of those guys uh I think we could see tonight um okay. and I think that that's I think what is that's the only thing i'm looking again only thing I'm looking forward to miles Burkett, let us see what he's got most chase the other throws a pick. and some of these other guys, yeah, some of these other younger guys we'll see
1: all right so zach uh something that I'm curious on. I don't know if it's happened, if it has, I probably, you would have tweeted about it and probably got some, uh, some you know, audio in my email uh, inbox. Has anyone spoke to Jim Leonard at all? And if not, no. does he have a presser coming up today, possibly?
5: No. Really? Uh, so nothing? It, I mean, you'd be shocked, but they don't, the, the media availability here wasn't a ton. They had a media day yesterday, and it was five guys that uh, had talked last week in Madison. <laughs> um, so... And then, and then Luke Fickle, obviously. Yeah, no one's no one's talked to Jim. Um, I doubt anybody will talk to Jim until he takes a new job. Uh, the fact that he's coaching through the bull game, and again, I, maybe he's got a job lined up in college, and they're just holding it and waiting for him until he's done here. But um, free Jimmy. I, I get, it kind of feels like you know maybe maybe an NFL thing. Maybe that's where
2: that's exactly what I was thinking, Zach. He'll, he'll he hasn't there, made a, we'll a decision see. yet. A lot of the bigger positions that were out there, especially at head coach, have been kind of filled. It almost feels like it's him going towards the NFL, where there's going to be a lot of openings here in a couple of weeks.
5: Here's the thing: uh, absolutely nobody, Packers, DC. absolutely nobody, and I mean absolutely nobody, other than Jim Leonard, knows what he's going to do. We've uh, we have to become that's become very clear in the last month. Leonard, watch. Um, that we cannot sit here and say, Jim Leonard's going to do this, Jim Leonard's going to do that, because literally nobody has um, do you, an in. Do
1: you know what hotel know they're what, staying at?
5: Yeah, to, nobody has an in to know what Jim Leonard's thinking. Do think you
1: know what hotel they're at, last month. Zach?
5: They're in the same hotel we are.
1: Well, here's what you do.
5: It's also It's also a resort, and it's the biggest resort I've ever seen. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this place is insane.
1: What you got to do, Zach, is you put on your little sleuthing hat and you mm. go and you find out what room, and you pretend to be like housekeeping, or like you know, like someone ordered them like <laughs> or someone ordered them like a, you know, like a bottle of champagne or something. And then you kind of just you know you, you see if you can get any information out of them.
5: That's a, that's a great that's a great call I'll sleuthing to, hat Your sleuthing that. hat, I'll, sleuthing hat. Okay. If Maybe Jim Leonard
2: had somebody Zach that looked like you, saying. <laughs> housekeeping i don't think he would ever want to coach a bowl game in a lame duck coach situation ever again i think he'd be like nope i'm i'm, well, good going, with, to NFL I'm so. with going to the nfl probably oh. so going to the nfl early i'm good with taking a job really like, hey. i don't ever need to go back to the guaranteed rape bowl in this hotel zach
1: i got it you're yep. not you find out his room you're knocking his door and put on like whatever best outfit you have packed with you and then or maybe steal one from like one of the uh, you know the attendants around there bring a bottle of champagne say hey I heard that you accepted the job in the NFL. Here's a complimentary champagne to celebrate. And then when he pops, he'll be like, oh, shout out the name of the team you're on. What
5: do you think? That, that, both of those. I, I mean, that, that's a great idea. I mean, I've never heard a better idea. You, well, uh,
1: I'm an ideas you, man, so thank you.
5: You just cracked the code. He cracked a coat. I mean, it's just insane.
1: I know. So, Zach, <laughs> something else, sorry. something <laughs> tw- a couple of years down the road, I've been trying to learn this guy's name. My name is Mabry Matoyer, class 20... 20- Mabry Matoyer? Am I saying that right? Zach?
5: The four-star...
1: Uh, Mabry Matoyer, class 20- Mabry Matoyer, that's him talking. Mabry Matoyer. Matoyer
5: yeah. Matoyer, Matoyer
1: yeah. <laughs> Mabry Matoyer, class twenty twenty four. Whatever. How crazy is How's this? A- yeah, That
5: is some very... That's some rough audio. Is that YouTube?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's from Upside Sports. Uh, okay. From a... From that's, a tough.
5: that's
1: tough. Well, this is, cl- this is the closest I could find of him saying his name. Is Mabry Matoyer. Clashed? Mabry Matoyer.
5: Yeah, Mabry Matoyer. I'm going gotcha. to read his,
1: uh, his announcement. On, and I, I can't believe I'm reading this for Wisconsin. <clears throat> I am grateful for the opportunities that I've been blessed with. With lots of prayer... I've decided to follow Coach Fick and Coach Phil Longo to the Big Ten, where I look forward to be playing in the Air Raid. Glory to mm. God. Let's go, Badger Nation. Zach, first of all, breaking news, God is a Badger fan finally. We'll win some big games. And this guy's bringing Air Raid with him. How big of a get is this for 2024?
5: Dean, want to know what his uh, Instagram handle is or his Instagram name? Yes, I would love to. God's little boy.
1: God is a Badger
5: fan. Yes. Yeah, so he's, it's kind of a Wisconsin tough Instagram got,
1: name, actually. Though God's a little Wisconsin boy. Has
5: got, Wisconsin has God. on its side. Finally, uh, we'll I finally think. beat Ohio State. It, it, it feels like it feels like a national championship is incoming. they've you know God is on Wisconsin's side, we're all good here at this point. Uh, if you're a Badger fan, so um, that be. may be a bigger that may be a bigger get than than Mabry himself, uh, obviously. What they're getting a really talented quarterback that God is the, him, Not
1: the sound. God is the five-star recruit, by
5: the way. Yes, the, the the five-star recruit. Capital T. Uh, yeah, he he visited Wisconsin in September. Wisconsin offered him under Paul Christ. He came to a game. Uh, <laughs> he loved everything about his visit. Absolutely everything about his visit, except for the offense. <laughs> um, he, he, he he saw the offense they played when they were playing Washington State. Not a fan of it. So. Uh, Wisconsin was never in it. so the fact that the, the reason he's here is Phil Longo Phil Longo running the air raid, like if he was if Phil Longo was still at North Carolina, maybe the tower would be a North Carolina Tar Heel um, that's that's just simply what it is, he's got a big arm he's got an ability to throw he's a four star quarterback, uh, I don't know if we need to uh, continue to belabor that point, considering uh, he's a lower ranked kid than grammar, it's irrelevant doesn't matter, Relevant. Mercy um, gone. he stinks yep, yeah, so Mercy we're no, what I'm just we're, we're just yeah, he's that's heathen, true. Heathen. We're just we're just lowering expectations here. I, I I'm lowering expectations. Uh, you guys I know you'll be all pumping him up, but I think he's really I mean God's he's God's little six, boy. He's he's 6'5. He's 6'5, he's blonde, he's got a big arm. Who's the last quarterback Wisconsin with those measurables?
1: You talking about freaking Hornybrook? Uh I was I was say Stave. No, Stave. Stave.
5: Joel Stave, man. Well, what, Stave's what bl- is he?
1: blonde. He's Brown,
5: he's blonde. Uh, Joel Stavi is blonde, dude. I'm blonde. No, Joel Stavi's But you're you're. I don't. I'm blonde.
1: Joel stavi has got brown hair.
5: Dude, you're not you're not blonde. I we all know that. I mean, you're white. I don't, right? don't have like, hair, yeah.
1: Zach. But we, okay, what? Well, yes, okay, sorry.
5: You're you're white.
1: <laughs> I, am, I, I am like an albino, so yes. All right, point taken.
5: Okay, all right, sweet. So we're there. Um, so yeah, I think uh, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking Joel Stavi Six All-time blonde, blonde. Yeah, that's if, if he go. If, I mean, if they win as many games with maybe Matoya, that'd be that'd be great. As long as it comes in two years instead of
2: four. Yeah, that's true. Brandon. I think it was like the perfect storm. You talked about how Wisconsin and Paul Chris were recruiting him, and he liked the campus, and then he loved Phil Longo in North Carolina, and just for craps and giggles, just so happens Luke Fickle was also recruiting him. It felt like the perfect storm between the three all coming together.
5: Oh, for sure. For sure. He loved the campus, loved everything about it, loved the stadium, loved the environment, loved game day. And uh, he, he really liked Luke Fickle. But again, I think it all comes down to, to Solongo, the offense that they're going to run here. And he's not a guy, again, we, we're talking about the air raid, right? But it's not the air raid that we all think of where they're it's passing a like the 50 wink game. Yes, it's air raid with a power running game. So I think that is, that's obviously a huge, significant difference between the two. A quarterback run game is a big part of it. That not necessarily it was, was not necessarily the case with the air raid, um, you know, as, as Mike Leach initially envisioned it. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, initially envisioned it, but Mabry, Mabry fits it very well. So, and, and obviously, so does uh, Nick Evers and Miles Burkett does, does too. And, and Cole Cruz. So the four quarterbacks that they're going to have on scholarship in that room all fit that.
1: Is this going to be the um, most like talent we've had in the quarterback room? Ever? At one time? Uh, like, I guess, come 2024? Uh,
5: well, they had two. So they'll have two four-star guys. If they all uh, stay. They also, they also had that in 2014 with Bart Houston and DJ Gillens. So.
2: Also, didn't they have, uh, for one year, Scott Tolzien and Russell Wilson?
5: Yeah, but if you're talking about talent. And no, uh, actually, no. Scott Tolzien and Russell Wilson were never uh, on the same team. But uh,
2: uh, Tolzien, Tolzien left, and then Russell Wilson came in.
5: Correct. Yes. So they did not share a quarterback room, but so no Hornybrook
2: Cone. Uh,
5: depends who you want to talk to about four star quarterbacks? There, uh, that's for sure.
1: Zach, so uh, you're in a five star resort. What resort are you in? I want to Google it.
5: Camelback Inn.
1: Camelback Inn in beautiful uh, Scottsdale.
5: Yeah, JJ JJ. Uh, it's a uh, yeah Marriott. JW Marriott. The JW. Wow, that is palatial. Yes. Holy so these, buckets! Look at that. pool. So these things. These things cost. Usually it's supposed to be like six hundred dollars a night, um, but you like are, a, meteorite, you are, a meteorite, for like one eighty nine. What? Yeah. This
1: is Playboy high living right here. Is there a golf course in your backyard too?
5: There is. Yep. Oh my god. We actually look at this place. Uh, co-host of the camp, Jesse Temple, I think was trying to get up and play this morning. Though I think he got pretty roughed up last night. Yeah. What uh, did you boys do last night? Did you guys Rutgers pound or. some
1: freaking some brewskis or what?
5: We went to Top Golf like we did last year. Oh in god. Year. So we, we went to Top Golf and. I'm the worst golfer you've if I've ever met. Sounds uh, like myself. you're ready
2: for our uh, golf simulator coming up here. Yeah, it? you're ready.
5: <laughs> all you got to do is drink, it, and that's what I did last night. So all I did was drink.
1: Wow, this is and, a fight! Wow,
5: get up and get up and hit five five balls, and then go back to uh, back to my seat and drink.
1: Well, I'm glad that you uh, are be able to stay in the Camelback, Zach. That thing is beautiful, it's palatial, it's just you like drink. you are. Yeah.
5: Um, mm, beautiful we'll
1: just be show.
2: thankful that you're covering the Badgers and not the Brewers because you probably would have had an upcharge for those rooms, not a
5: discount. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Zach, uh, any words uh, of
1: advice? Oh, sorry, yes? Yeah?
5: No, go ahead. Were you going to say any words of advice you said?
1: Uh, for the Aaron Rodgers haters out there, I was going to say.
5: Oh, I, was, I thought you were going to ask if I had any advice for, for Rowdy and Fantasy. Yeah, oh, yeah,
1: Oh yeah. I was going to ask. Yeah, uh, Rowdy, was, was, if you would have asked him a while ago, he would have swore upside down and every which way that he's winning it all this year. He lost to... Uh, gone Cujo. I think you're the I'm championship done playing. playing
2: in that league. It's, it don't even, it, we're on air. I can't even talk about
1: it. Any, uh, there, there,
5: any words of advice few, for Rowdy? There were a few texts that, uh, Rowdy sent that were, I, I noticed that he was a little upset about what happened.
1: Rowdy um, being upset? No. 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 Uh,
5: never. Furious? Uh, Nelly, would you say that? Was it furious? Uh, would that be the word for it?
2: Serious? What do you mean, serious? Furious. Furious. Like how upset? Oh, furious? furious? Um, Let's just say yeah. when you kept texting me about Austin Eckler, <laughs> I would have been willing to put pads on to give him the kill shot
5: myself. Hey Zach, ask Rowdy about
1: the one time that he did get to the championship round and well, who, he, who he faced Nelson,
5: and what happened. Nelson, what happened the first time, well, the one time you get to the championship round?
2: Like every year, I bend over, get screwed in the ass by a team that sucks. Uh, I, be, I, I
1: beat him in the championship rounds. There. And his team sucked. Well, they're uh, champions. Zach, can a team suck you, that's a champion?
5: Nope. Okay, always. thank you. Yeah, rings, banners uh, hang forever. Thank you. The thing is, now, like at least that year, I mean, at least this year, you didn't have the best team, so it's not as big of a hit. Um, that year, you outscored everybody by a ton and still lost. So, at least in this one, you didn't have the best team.
1: Again, silver lining, Zach, silver lining. Had
5: clearly a top-two team in the league. Zach? But not number one.
1: Packers going to do it all before uh, we let you go here? Yes?
5: Are they going to win out? Yes, they're going to win out we are going to win those final two games.
1: Love it. Does Zach, next, this one...
5: Does that get into the playoffs?
1: Yes, because then I'll, everything okay. else that needs to happen will happen. All right. Aaron Rodgers is brokered a deal with the machine elves of DMT, which is in Ayahuasca. So.
5: Awesome. Zach, this is for you. Maybe it'll help, maybe it'll help him score in the red zone.
1: Well, no, that's LeDoric's fault. Zach, this one's for you, buddy. And your new puppy, Hank. Little Hank Limbs Jr. family tradition. We love you, Zach. Uh love Camp's it. up. Good stuff. And uh, you doing... Kenny and Heilper in the night, live from Phoenix? We are. Yes. Beautiful. Well, we'll listen then, okay, brother? Can't wait. Smooches.
3: Thanks.
5: <laughs> You're welcome.
4: How do you like this team's playoff chances right now?
3: Definitely better than uh, three weeks ago. Four, I guess, because the bye. Getting better. A lot of things happen our way. Mike, yeah, what do you think? run! run.
1: Uh, that is a good question. Mike, Mike Clemens, what do you think of the Christmas miracle down in Miami? Good morning, Mike.
3: Good morning, boys. Great stuff today. You guys, I think you're spot on with all the issues that are flying around today, both with the Packers and and the NFL. Good stuff. Thank yeah, you, you know, you. they pulled it out. They pulled it out. They pulled it out. Um, and it feels
1: oh so good. Todd Rungren and the little drummer boy banging on their drums on Christmas Day.
3: Mm-hmm. So, you know, and Rowdy's talking about I mean, really, did Joe Barry pull this thing out? And I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, how do you go from Jalen Waddell just just torching you for 84 yards? That actually was their longest play of the year. And they, we've seen all these highlights from the Dolphins and the two speediest receivers in the game this year. Uh, Mike McDaniel had a funny line. He did an interview that was in a conference room, and um, I think it was like a production meeting they taped, he says, you know, when the GM, when Chris came in and opened the door and said, hey, the Chiefs are on the phone, and they're willing to deal Tariq Hill. And McDaniel said, this is why I'm not a GM, because he acted like he was shoving in all the chips. Give them any draft they want. Give them every draft pick for the next three years for Tariq Hill. Are you kidding me? Sure. So he said, that's why I, I shouldn't be a GM. And, and it's it's turned out for them. So Lafleur." He explained that after getting burned on those deep routes in the first half, this was something that Lafleur, I believe, had seen on tape. Is that you know this is how you deal with this. You got Jair's speed, but you're, you're against Tyreek Hill is the fastest guy in the league right now. But there's things you can pick up on, and it's either the eyes. The Tua Tagovailoa is a is a timing rhythm guy. And so if you, can, if you can go one, two, three, if you can recognize formations, if you kind of get get an idea where the routes are and you don't get stuck going way deep and they start running crossers underneath or whatever, you can, you can pick these guys apart. And here's what Lafleur said after the game.
6: Well, I, I just think it, it comes down to all 11, you know, playing the call and, and doing the best they can. And I think our guys, it seemed like we were getting a little bit more pressure up front uh, onto him, making a move uh, out of the pocket. And um, we knew he's a guy that, that's going, going to anticipate, and he's going to let the ball go. But if you if you can read the quarterback the right way, that also gives you some opportunities defensively, and that's our guys did a great job of that. I think in the first half, we had a, there were a couple plays where we had some busted coverages, and they got behind us. And, you know, those are two guys that are as electric as, they, as it comes in the National Football League. And, you know, if you give them a sliver of light, they're able to take a, a little 10-yard pass and, and to make it uh, a house call. You know, just collectively, all 11 being on the same page, making sure we're not giving them as much green grass out there. And, um, you know, our guys did a good job of of uh reading the quarterback and i thought joe did a really good job in the second half
3: mike whoa wait a minute did he just give
1: love to joe barry he did mike why well, a question for you mike is joe ba- joe barry is he not a you rah rah guy why is the db coach uh coach jerry gray the one firing everyone at halftime what's joe barry do
3: my sense is that joe barry is a uh, nothing but building you with a confidence guy oh gee you know That was a mistake there. Yeah, we didn't like... He's the good cop? Yeah, Darnell, we love you. We're just not going to start you, if that's okay. You know, he can heal up. He's a nice guy. He's Joe B. They love him. But, no, I don't... don't, There's been no sense that Joe B. ever tears into anybody. Ever. Ever. And maybe that's, you know, after 25 years in the NFL and dealing with professional players and professional egos and attitudes that he thinks that that's his best MO or for what, you know, maybe he lets somebody else, let the head coach be the bad cop or whatever. But, you know, I mean, one guy, you know, Josh Moser is a guy that covers Dolphins. He used to be in Green Bay. I was talking to him over the weekend. He goes, "Um, do you think, you know, that Barry could save his job yet? I go, I don't know. I mean, this is an organization, the winningest coach in the history of the franchise, the first three years, 13 wins, two NFC championship games, Trips they make, and they've gone through two defensive coordinators and three special teams guys. So you know, I don't know how many more coordinators Lafleur gets before he gets bounced. Hey, here's an idea: <laughs> What if Mark Mark Murphy calls Aaron Rodgers and says, "Sean Payton, what if I bring Sean Payton in next
1: year?" I think Rodgers would say, "Do it
3: in a heartbeat now." Should
1: have done it yesterday
3: because you know Matt Lafleur is learning. He's 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 basically let you know he's still learning. Uh, he's a grinder. He's a smart guy. I think he's improving every year as a coach. But there's things that happen in these games where I mean, you know, Matt Lafleur is a is a student, and Sean Payton's a professor of football. Yeah, a professor.
1: I think Sean Payton right now.
3: So like you know when you've got um like the fake punt. <laughs> Okay. Jeez. And and you break that down and LaFleur is honest and he admits it, you know, that we got the formation we want, just not the personnel. They put their bigs up there, which meant they were gonna beat the linebackers and tight ends that they had, you know, next to Jack Coco at center. They didn't have a cancel call on that play. Mm. That's tough. They didn't have that Dallin Levin could could go, you know, check, check, you know, and, and just you know, let Pat punt the ball. They did not have that check. They were moving on. Or oh, Rasul Douglas. or uh, No, not Rasul. Um, uh, Romeo Dobbs. You know, uh, Keyshawn Nixon, uh, he he was on the injury report last week, Thursday and Friday. He was limited uh, for two days with that groin. So this is something he's been dealing with. Then he takes back the 94-yarder and one other play, mm-hmm. and then he has to come off because it's bothering him too much. So they put in Romeo back there to return a kick and ways to return it from – five yards deep in the end zone. And Lafleur said last night, yeah, that won't happen again. <laughs> you know, it seems a little kind of, thing, you know, what is, what is going on? Uh. So, uh, in the meantime, you talked to Rasul Douglas uh, about the big interception he had on the Dolphins' final drive. And that, that was after uh, you guys made a great point, too, uh, about the fact that Jerron Reed, you know, just two minutes left in the first half, and there's uh, Rahe- Raheem uh, Mostert, coming up the inside there, and Reed gets his, Jay Reed as Kenny Clark called him, gets that big paw out there, pulls the ball out, and then recovers it. Totally flips that game. Totally flips the momentum of that game. And then the three interceptions come later in the second half. And that just happened by by the fact that Dean Lowry gets a calf injury. They have to take him out. They have to move Reed out to the five technique, where he can actually get in that lane and make that play. If, If... Dean Lowry doesn't leave with a calf injury. That thing doesn't happen. You talk to Rasul Douglas because he's, he's straight information. Talked about his big interception. And, you know, he's supposed to leave with Tyreek Hill, but he recognized the play, recognized the formation after the ball was snapped and thought, you know what, um, they're going to go for that tight end, Mike Gusecki. They're, this is their first down play. They're just trying to move the chains. And that's how he jumped it and got the interception. Here's Rasul.
4: Uh, yeah, we just we was going over a play that we thought that they would run if they needed a first down or to get out of bounds and stuff. Coach went over it all week. I know the plays that they like running, um, and I'm going on field, trying to keep them in front of me keep them in bounds more so because they use all their timeouts. And just going on field, if I feel like I can go get something, I'm gonna try to end it. If not, just play the situation.
1: Mike, I mean, heads up play from him. My question is, you know, Rasul Douglas is all business, all information. Uh, What is it like to interview Jair Alexander after (laughs)
3: interception? Yeah, that was great, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, wasn't that great? You guys played that, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, Yeah, we played that already. That's that's a lot of fun. Pam Oliver, yeah, is something. No, you know, we also talked to Rasul too about, you know, so this this first half where you know you're giving up 84 yards to Waddle. Uh, and other deep balls, as expected, this is what the Dolphins have been doing. You know, what changed? And he talked about that Jerry Gray, the secondary coach, chewed them out at halftime.
4: Uh, First half, we kind of gave up a couple explosive plays, and that's what we didn't want to do. We came in with the mindset of they don't get as many explosive plays, like we'll be good. So second half, uh, OG came in, cursed us out bad, and was just like, uh, we got to play better. And uh, I thought second half, we, we played better.
1: I mean, it Jerry Gray should have been doing that from the start of the season. Then Mike said, Joe Barry, have a seat. I'm going to choose some ass at halftime every game.
3: Guess what? Remember how we talked about how it looked like the Packers defense finally sort of flipped the switch, yeah. and they were fly, flying around and trying against the Bears? Um, Jair said, yeah, he also did that to us in Chicago. Really? How about that?
1: that, name, how about yeah. that? Packers came up to get that <clears> one <throat> done, too.
3: Um, you know, as for the Dolphins, this was a team a month ago. You thought, wow, they they actually might win the division, uh, or you know, compete with the Bills at least. And now they've lost four in a row. And Mike McDaniel had talked about that. And also Tua, who who walked into the facility in Miami yesterday and admitted, I've got some symptoms here. And now he's under the concussion protocol. Uh, you know, and there's the you see the play where he's trying to escape. It's tackled from behind from a Packer. It's a clean hit, just wrapped around the legs. But Tua it twists, and the back of the helmet bams off the, the turf there at Hard Rock Stadium. And, you know, it was Tua, of course, who was handing out the Christmas gifts on Christmas Day to the Packers uh, and talked about those three picks.
4: Well, first off, Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. Um, on the first one, I tried to throw it over a defender, um, but I ended up really throwing over... The defender and uh, Tyreek, so that one, that one got got away. The the second one, I might have said the wrong play. I'm I'm not too sure, Um, but there was just some communication errors on that.
6: Um, And then
4: the third one was was just not a not a good ball.
6: Coming out of halftime, just where our guys were at. I didn't foresee uh, standing up here really in this situation. So those, I know the team feels the same way. So. It's, uh, you know, apparently we needed another gut check.
1: So, Mike, are you feeling it, though? I mean, are you feeling the Packers and the vibe? Was You know, their hope springs eternal here coming up with the Vikings then?
3: Yeah, I just got a chance to see the highlights of the Vikings with travel over the weekend and stuff. But uh, that's the best thing I'm doing next year is just going over that tape. But, you know, when you just look at the, the stats of this upcoming opponent, 325 kick, at Lambeau Field against the Minnesota Vikings, um, there was a lot of activity. I mean, Kirk Cousins was 34-48 for 299. Uh, Dan Jones for the Giants had 334 yards uh, and a touchdown, one interception in the loss. Uh, so the ball went up and down the field a lot, but it ended up, you know, they had, the Vikings had to take it right down to the wire in a 61-yard field goal. Uh, inside their home there in the dome up in, in U.S. Bank to get a 27-24 win over the Giants. And Kevin O'Connell talked about that along with Kirk after the game.
1: So, um, Mike. Yeah. Did you have a good Christmas?
3: Everything good? I did. I did. Did we have a cut there? No. Oh no! Okay. Well, O'Connell just <laughs> talked about. I didn't. Know. So
1: I, like, I, like, I transition to Christmas, quick." I just wanted to have yeah, a good Christmas, yeah. you know.
3: Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. No. O'Connell just talked about, "Hey, at least we got to twelve wins, and you know, ready to take the backers. And yeah. Kurt talked about, you know, everything that they had to do, you know, uh, field goal wise, and and uh, what their, you know, the defense and everything. I get to get that crazy win. Did I have a good Christmas? Uh yeah, it was okay. We had some flight delays in our family as well, ah, too. Lame. That's lame. But um, yeah, so uh uh, what was the best food you had uh i would say you know what i got a um there i guess i can't name the mention the store but there's a store in wisconsin that sells a ham baked hams Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i had not not had that quite in a while but uh that was outstanding had not had that and a ham with a real glaze on it. Ooh, yeah, yeah, pretty. Yeah, yeah. sounds good. You well, know, well, it makes for good sandwiches afterwards.
1: Totally. Mike, we love you man. Thanks for all the the tidbits and we'll talk again on Thursday, my friend, all right? Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's anything can happen in the We're we're talking about a year where, you know. Who did you have predictions that Paul Chris would be fired in the middle of the year or, No. No. Or that, you know, Josh Hader be traitors, you know, just because they're on the cusp of the playoffs. Oh, Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett would suck. All right, talk to you later.
5: Mike, good stuff, brother. See you later.
1: There he is, Mike Clemens. Good stuff right there.